This is Chris Sullivan, and you are listening to the Angry Millennial Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Podcast with your host, Jose Rosado, and co-host, Stevie Chris, where we talk to creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and passions about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to check out our site, theangrymillennialshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter to be eligible for prizes and giveaways, as well as stay up to date with new shows and upcoming guests. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, who doesn't love really well-designed photography clothing? Check out clickgearclothing.com, a lifestyle for urban photographers. All Angry Millennial listeners can use coupon code ANGRYPHOTO to receive 20% off any order. And the first three people who sign up for our newsletter after the show will get a free $25 gift card. Now guys, be sure to also check them out on Instagram at clickgearclothingltd. What's going on, AM Nation, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Show, where we chat with creatives and entrepreneurs about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, the ugly. Today, we have on founder of Kapauza, Dan Shepling. Hello. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing. I didn't screw up your name, did I? What's that? I didn't screw up your name, did I? I know. I'm well, asking. Well, well, here's the thing. I've never seen it. I've never seen you do it live before. So, oh, there you go. You're mesmerized. You, you, well, I'm saying you could do it right every time, and I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. So, so today could be just like every other time. You could be like Jay Z, all <laughs> one take. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Yeah. You know what I wish people did? I wish I was just I wish for like creative people there was mm-hmm. like a version of comedians in cars getting coffee. Yes, I love that show. Yeah, <laughs> Art, artists sitting alone and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so today, let's just talk about. I like to talk about meat. <laughs> There's one that's like a drunk, drunk something. Drunk history. Yes. Yes. I've heard that. I, the I've billboards watched. are great. The ads yeah. are great. I spilled coffee on myself. Oh, jeez, we just started. It doesn't take long. It, like I, I have a gift for spilling coffee on myself. Yeah. Ask anyone. Like, like instant. I drink a lot of coffee and yeah. I spill it every time. The shakes, the caffeine. No, it's just lids are badly designed. I blame the. I blame the lids. That's true. That is true. Okay, I'll shut up. So I, I got to admit, I was actually awaiting the signature blue button down. Let's see. Am I impressed? I'm let down. Is it underneath there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's there in spirit. It's always there. <laughs> no, no let down. No let down. I couldn't I couldn't help but laugh because when I read that on your site, I immediately like most guys in relationships yeah. was like, Yeah, I know that feel. I know that well, feeling. It's funny because I showed her the questions. Yeah. And she's like, Why well, I get thrown under the bus? Because <laughs> <laughs> truthfully, she never actually said that. I kind of just I was just writing and, and I was kind of saying it sarcastically. Funny enough, I brought the shirt. It's the no shirt. Shit. The shirt is in the car, but I was like, nice. ah, I don't feel like driving in a, an hour in a button-up shirt. Yeah, and then I was, and I told myself, you know what, I'll change before. But then I was like, I'm changing before a podcast. That doesn't mean <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bush when he waved at Stevie Wonder. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see anything <laughs> you're doing. <laughs> so, so I, I left it in the car. It's in the nice. Car. It's there. Okay. Hey, so, I mean, I so like I said, yeah. it's there. There you go. It's there. Okay. Um, but no, it's it's. it's the the shirt is uh, it's not that comfortable. <laughs> You're like, no, I fucking hate that shirt. My wife makes me wear it, but it looks good on me and well, brings out my eyes. We had headshots at a place I was at, and mm-hmm. I asked 
I asked Beth, I was like, well, what shirt should I wear? She was like, well, where are these, wear this one. So I made it, I, I made it a thing and it's totally not a thing. Right. And, and now it's a big joke. Yeah. That's funny. Cause like I, I, people, I used to like, my father was like that. And I used to bust his balls growing up and be yeah. like, dude, you let, you let your wife address you, man. You're <laughs> supposed to be a man. He just looks at me and goes, you'll see. Yeah. You know, that's all he says. If you're really telling me it's gray. And I'm like, well, we, 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 we can examine it. Yeah, we can we can dissect. I'll, I'll pull up the shirt. I'll pull up the picture on your. <laughs> this website is like, well, well, remember that dress uh, that was all over. All oh over my the god! Was yeah, was it gold? Was it was it was it was it? I saw white and gold. I saw I saw blue. I really? saw I saw blue and gray. Huh. I didn't I didn't understand the gold thing at all. And I put it in Photoshop, and I was like, here, I, I picked the color. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's blue. Huh. Oh, but so, oh, as I was saying, sorry. Uh, my father, I, I made fun of him, and he just teased me and goes. One day, you'll see. <laughs> you'll know. Right? You'll, you'll know. know. Yeah. So sure enough, I'm 32. And I know that whenever I get dressed to go out to somewhere where it's like expected to be dressed up with more than t-shirt and jeans, to ask my girlfriend, what should I wear? And every time she she like will bitch and be like, what? why do I have to dress you? You're a grown man. And I go, because if I pick and we go downstairs and we're about to leave, I know you're going to be downstairs and go, oh, you're wearing that? I'm starting to think that she's just given up because she doesn't say anything anymore at all. Really? Well, she has right now bright blue hair and she constantly dyes her hair. So wherever we go, everyone says, oh, I love your hair. Oh, I love your hair. Oh, I love your hair. And of course, you know, she's gorgeous and Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm balding, kind of chubby, little oafy. (laughs) So I think she just just give up whatever it is I'm wearing. Right. Because it's like, well, at least he's dressed. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, no matter what I put on, everyone's gonna say she is out of his league, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So just own it. Yeah. Be comfortable. Yeah, you know that's that's all I ever ask. Just you know for sure. Um, so pursuing your LinkedIn, mm. right before we met. Oh, I don't mind it though. I don't you know, mind it. The, you know what it is. The in, I don't know what to do with the endorsements. That's my problem. Uh. So somebody will endorse me, and it's like. Now am I obligated to say something nice about you? <laughs> like I have like 50 endorsements for social media marketing. Right. That's not, that's not something I'd endorse me for, to be honest. <laughs> so I, I know mean, you can take them out okay. at the bottom. You can, you can set yeah, your but own that's categories. my most endorsed. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I added a category and I hope everyone goes on my LinkedIn and endorses me. Uh, I got three so far. And Cat I, Wrangler? No, sitting in a chair. <laughs> so you can see it from here. I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm not falling over. I have to, I honestly, I will endorse that. Yeah. I will so go online and I need, endorse I, that. I, I, I need everyone to go on and endorse me for sitting in a chair because <laughs> I'd love for that to be the number one. <laughs> He's thing. really good at this. Hire him for this. And the other thing is my dad got on uh, LinkedIn for the first time mm-hmm. and he started endorsing me for everything because he thought it was hilarious because <laughs> it obviously says the same last name. So right. there's some kind of nepotism to this endorsement. Right. So how much do are we really waiting that? Right. But no, I, I, I mean- yeah, the chair thing—that's yeah. legitimate. That no, I've, and that, that I got, to me, you got to have fun with it. Almost, almost, you know, two decades. Chair, <laughs> chair <laughs> sitting, <laughs> chair sitting ability. That's funny. Well, I noticed that, like, when I looked at your LinkedIn, which now has the highest endorsement of you sitting in a chair, I see you kind of grown up through the ranks on the agency side. Yeah, you know, which which I always found fascinating. Uh, I studied advertising undergrad but never found work at an agency because I graduated in 06. And, you know, that was a really shitty time to find well, a job. You know, funny enough, I 
uh, before that, I had a little, mm-hmm. I had a little company. Uh, a friend of mine, Sean, we started it out of high school, um, and it was its at first it was its own little mini agencies. We do websites and videos, mm-hmm. um, and the whole thing came about because there was the graduation video, and they didn't have a contractor for that. So we'll go. We were like, "Wow, we'll, we'll put together a company. We'll we'll make we'll, we'll put a proposal together. We we learn what that was, and uh, we started the whole thing. And we got outbid or underbid or whatever you want to look at it. But a guy by a guy who uh, offered to do it for no money. So that was the first time you know feeling the <laughs> crushing defeat <laughs> of being high, the, the the too expensive version. Yeah, it was us or the guy that would do it for free. Right. They went with the guy that would do it for free, but. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we worked at that company for a little while and we made this, this is, mind you, this is like 2007, right, right around the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you could edit your website in a browser very much like, mm-hmm. uh, you can do a lot of stuff now. Right. So, um, but we were like a little, little ahead of, little ahead of the times. And also there's a sales component to business that right. you like, you know, people have to buy your stuff. Right. You can't just make it. So we, we thought we were going to have this press conference and, you know, I was going to stand up there like Steve Jobs <laughs> and, and clap my hands together and say, right. let's talk about revolutions. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we're, we're like teenagers. Yeah. My favorite story is that our first, very first meeting ever. Yeah. We're going to do a website for contractor. Cause I was in this business networking group. Oh, and, like B&I or yeah, something? Yeah, it was B&I. Okay. <laughs> everyone's a contractor or a realtor. Oh yeah. Or, uh, or an insurance salesman or an insurance salesman. Yeah. So all of them together. So we ended up, you know, doing some, uh, websites for contractors and roofers. And so my buddy and I, and uh, we're still friends today and he's getting married soon. Nice. He lives like a mile from my house. Oh, but, uh, wow. So <laughs> we, we, we figure, okay, this is our first meeting. We've got to do this right. Right. So he comes over the night before because the, the contractor of course says, all right, guys, uh, come over at six. Come over at six, and we'll talk. Right. So we figure this guy's a contractor. He's an early riser. Sees the day and all that. Six a.m. So we show up in suits <laughs> at six in the morning. Like Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Capitalist Witnesses. And we show up at six in the morning with our with our laptops and briefcases. Oh or, my I don't God. even think I had laptops. Then. That is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> was your first, that was well, your first meeting? No, no, it gets better. He had an office out back of his house. Right. And he comes out of his office looking like, you know, Walter White in the first episode <laughs> in underwear and a T-shirt. And he just stops and he has his coffee. He just looks at us. He's like, fellas, uh, 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we'll just sit in front and wait. It's fine. We're, we're really sorry. <laughs> and the worst part is, the worst part is. It was walking distance from my parents' house where we stayed the night before to prep for our big meeting. Right. So we had to do this walk of shame <laughs> in our suits. It's 6.30 six, in the morning. 6.05 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and we went and got breakfast. And the rest is history. Yeah. But, that, but, the, but now. Well, how the meeting go at 6 p.m.? Uh, we, I think we, I think we closed it actually. Yeah? I yeah. think, yeah, it was like a, it was a, it was a full website. We were, I think we were doing flash back then. Wow. Um, well, and the funny part is this is how my design life started. It was right. like, he was a developer. He's a fantastic developer. Probably the best developer I know. It still is. He's really, right. really good. And it, it was kind of like, well, <clears throat> uh, who, who's going to design this stuff? Right. And I was like, I'll, I'll learn. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll just pick that up. Uh, this yeah. is something, you know. So 
I figured it out and, and, uh, cause I can't draw, still can't draw, but, uh, I figured design and theory and, and I kind of just watched things and, and read as much as I could. So, but yeah, that was, uh, I think, I think we got paid 700 bucks for that. Hey, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. For, for but, at but, that time, high school kids. And right? then, you know, uh, my favorite, we, we, uh, I said it in the, in the bio. Yeah. Cause the, the, the truth of the bio is, is like everyone kept telling you got to write a bio. You got to put a bio on the website. Right. You got to write a bio. Right. And I was so fed up with it. <laughs> That I just wrote that and I sent it to a friend of mine who's Mr. Uh, you know, account executive guy. And, and he was like, oh, you can't, you can't put that on this. <laughs> That's not professional enough. I yeah. was like, dude, we have a bright pink logo. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're fine. <laughs> and, I'll tell you the name of the, of the company where it came from later. Yeah. But uh, so um, th- we, we, we edited this commercial for, for my mom worked at an ad agency. So that's oh, where, nice. that's where, that's where kind of, kind of, well, kind of she was, start. yeah, she was on the business side. She did mm-hmm. like GSA scheduling and right. making sure that, you know, they got the stuff. And I remember we had a family friend who was an art director and he was like, you know, it was like, oh, you're so talented. He's right. like, like, it was like, like a, the Don Draper of, uh, of your sort of your he circles. Was, he was really quiet. And I just remember noticing that my parents had a deep respect for that guy. And I was like, and I, and I guess, you know, deep down, you know, I feel like when you, when you do creative stuff, initially you, you feel like, you know, who am I to do this stuff? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. um, and then you end up, uh, cause where I went to high school, everybody was either a redneck, mm-hmm. a football playing redneck, <laughs> or those weird rednecks that like live in the suburbs, but still wear cowboy boots for some reason. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? You know what I'm, I'm talking fa- about? I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't understand what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, more power to them. Fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of, I hung out with, with the, and they're good people and, and, right. and but you know, you really can't sit around and talk about, uh, you know, what, what's your favorite part of citizen Kane? Like be like, put your art, your art hat on your right. beret and your fancy mustache. Right. And so <laughs> I was kind of like, Kane, you hunt. Yeah. No, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> so th- there was actually an announcement in my high school once the principal came on and said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is not appropriate or legal for you to carry your bow and arrow in the back of your pickup truck. Shut up. You will be arrested or you will be suspended. I, I swear. That it actually awesome. happened. And there was a moment where we all just looked at each other and we're just like, this is, this is where we go to school. <laughs> yeah, this I is mean, my life. There are far worse places to go exactly. to school. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I don't want to complain. But so, yeah, it, it's like you were either in the theater mm-hmm. or you were, um, you know, the, there was the art department. And so I ended up, uh, gravitating towards the the AV club, nice and it's super nerdy. Yeah, and yeah, that's where I met Sean, who I started the company with. No the, shit, the, uh, that's yeah. how we were going to do the video stuff. Nice. I'm, like, I'm sorry, it's fine. <laughs> um, so uh, I did the the sound and the music. Like like I would pick the music for the day, and uh, I'd put a CD in, and like we were really good, man. Like we were really good. Like team. a team, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, I mean, I remember. I think of the AV club. I remember those were. Growing up, the kids that wheeled the television on the uh, mm-hmm. big stand mm-hmm. and brought it into your classroom, and then they're the ones that later on, if you happen to have a, a nice projector, they'd come in. We and had a, like troubleshoot. It. We had a legit like TV station. Wow, we had a sports and what? issues and insights. Yeah, we had none of that. I went Our, to Catholic We school. had a weather with a green screen. What we had? No, it was legitimate. We had like, none of that. It was yeah. a. It, it was. It was it was a legitimate like TV kind of station. We that's that was our announcements. Wow! So at seven seventeen every morning, the announcements would come on. Yeah, 
We'd roll the intro. I'd fade up the mixer. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and film music wise, I actually tried to write a little theme for us, right. but then I just ended up ripping off, you know, the NBC theme. Right. Or Super Anchorman. Something. Well, Anchorman hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have been perfect. But actually, no, Anchorman did come out and I got to host, I got to anchor once. Yeah. And I think I quoted something from Anchorman. <laughs> And they never let me host the again. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dan, get down now. Human torture was denied a bank loan. <laughs> My favorite one is, you ever see the outtakes? When he's like, Maybe. he's like yelling, he's like, they're coming out through the back door. <laughs> get the children. <laughs> and like, Christina Ricci is like, like, like crying, laughing. Yeah. He's like, and, but he's like shuffling his papers. I'm trying to yell in the mic. Yeah. He's a, he's a, yeah. Save yourself! <laughs> it's like really, it's really funny. I think the outtakes were, were can, I love outtakes. Oh, I, dude, I, was, yeah. I was watching the outtakes today for The Martian. Oh, really? Yeah. See, what kills me is when you have outtakes and, and they seem like they could be really good and sometimes it's really shitty. I just acting. Like it's just like laughing. Like acting, that's it. acting baffles me. Like yeah. it really does. Like I figured out recently, I was like, I think I, I think what they're doing mm-hmm. is impersonating an emotion like you would do like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's my theory. Yeah. But it just doesn't make any sense to me. How could, how you could change your emotion like that? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, I, I, and nothing against actors. I mean, I, I love what they do and, and quite honestly, I always want to be one, but I think a lot of times it's, it's also uh, serious. Well, it's manipulative. Yeah. If you really think about it. Like, well, imagine those people in like their personal life. They can no, have a lot of fun with That's people. what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. I'm thinking of like every ex-girlfriend I had in high school mm-hmm. who could cry on command. I'm like, you should act. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, the whole range of emotion from from like, you know, I'm sorry to mm-hmm. anger to I'm perfectly fine again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, yeah, you're batshit crazy, but you should be an actress. That's awesome. Mm. <laughs> I, I had a girlfriend once that, you know, it was over her house. And this is in high school because I basically once I started doing companies right. like like I didn't date again until I met you know Beth. Right. So I meant to ask you that the one you were talking about was that four ten. Yes. Four ten technologies. Well, oh, cool. it went through a few iterations. First, right. it was four ten productions because yeah. it was the makes sense. Stuff. Yeah. And then we then Sean made this little widget to update websites, and I was like, man, we should sell this. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> um, so we you know. We fancied ourselves like Apple in the early days. Like right. Changing the world. Yeah. Yeah. Very important work. Think different. Solemn important work. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I ended up doing the design for all that. And, you know, I think that's where I got some of the chops. And then towards the third act of the company. Right. Um, you know, we realized it wasn't really selling because people weren't just showing up. Right. And this was, you know, in 2007, it wasn't all that clear how to market an app yet. Right. Because like the iPhone had just come out and mobile wasn't all that huge. It was a thing, but everyone, ha- I had a black or a trail or a blackberry, a trail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like, like this whole culture of the business software service company just wasn't as rich as it is today. Right. Yeah. Like there's so many, like if you, if you have a, if you have a business, there are, there's Proposify and, and Trello and there's apps and apps and apps to help you run your thing. Oh, what blows my mind is all, all like the medical ones they have. They're yeah. like $200 yeah. for an iPad only. And you look at it and you're like, oh, that's for surgeons. Mm. That totally makes sense. There's a reason why that's so expensive. There's actually a funny game. You should, if you, if you're a PC, you should try surgery, surgery simulator. Yeah. It's, it's, it's our, my, our kids play, uh, they have a whole bunch, like my one, my son has steam on yeah. the PC and he always downloads stuff and he's, well, I'll, I'll tell him to check it out. He can show me. It's terrible. <laughs> 
but it's funny <laughs> yeah. because you, you have to control all the accesses of, like, oh, wow. of your hand of the hands. Yeah. And, but you end up grabbing things with the corner of your wrists <laughs> and to solve a problem, you just jab some medicine in their face. Yeah. It's not very interesting. Oh, well, I mean, either way, it sounds like my, my it's, will have a blast. It's a barrel of laughs. Yeah. All right. I'll definitely have to check it out. Um, so I know you had 410 Technologies, right. and then more recently you have uh, Kapowza. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, is it same guy, same partner? No, just oh, me okay. this time. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, we, we started the third act of the company. You know, we ended up, I wanted to do a lot of agency stuff because mm-hmm. it's like, that's that's what it really wanted. Right. That's where we started. That's where I started. I want to go back to that. Um, and I think we... Um, it was just too late. It was just too late in the cycle of the company and we had changed identity so many times and I think we were just fed up with it. And right. so it didn't work. And, uh, he went and worked for uh, one of our neighbor office neighbors, um, a company that sold like hard to find electronics parts. Um, he's, and he still, uh, works around there today too. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I mean, and then, so we shut that and I actually went to, uh, like I wanted to, try medicine just because it was something different. I was, I was just fed up with like business yeah. in yeah, general because yeah, yeah. it was, it was super frustrating. Um, and, uh, so I tried, you know, uh, being a medic for the fire department for a little while. Oh, nice. Um, it was interesting, but it was really boring because yeah. it, it like, cause the station I was at, like, I'm sure, you know, if I you know worked at, it was like in Howard County. So it was, it was, they were nice people. It was just, it was just a quiet station. Right. And yeah. so, Long story short, I got a call from a friend of mine who had a company, and he said, "You know, hey, you know, uh, what are you what are you doing? Uh, we're looking for. Uh, they were actually looking for Sean, actually, because they needed a developer. Uh, but you know, do. <laughs> but uh, oh well, uh, you want to try being a project manager? And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I I think I can do that. Right. <laughs> so it was kind of like I was away for a couple months, and, and the, like business called again. I'm like, hello, business. <laughs> like, I'd like you to come back. Yeah. <laughs> they gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> Well, it was it was an, it was the only offer, <laughs> so it's hard to hard to refuse it. Yeah. And I did miss it. it like in uh, when I was, you know, with the I remember sitting, you know, at the fire department. You know, it, it you know ten o'clock in the morning, and it feels like the day is half over, but you still have like twenty four hours left. <laughs> and I remember thinking, it's like I miss companies and like being around entrepreneurs and right. being around people with ideas. So, so yeah, so Capazzo is kind of just an evolution of the many years. I think I've been, I've been bouncing around starting companies and trying yeah. stuff for maybe 10 years, maybe, yeah. maybe a little less about that. Yeah. This is, this is uh kind of the culmination of all the things. Nice. So, so tell me a little about speaking of that, um, all the companies you started and that kind of stuff and, and the diverse things you've done in, in your career. Well, the funny part is the, the through line f- through all of that mm-hmm. has been kind of the marketing creative right. side of things. So, um, the first company I did all the av- the uh, the marketing and the design and all the creative stuff for that. That was four ten. Uh, the second company, I think it, uh, it was. I worked. Um, I didn't start it, but I ended up working for it and became a partner. It was a marketing shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third company uh, was actually started because uh, of a need I found in, in uh, Hopkins that they didn't have enough project managers or something. And I was like, I should start a staffing company. And this was like, the, I, if Picasso had a blue period, I had a distracted period. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
that like I, I had this, I had this, you know, this vision of myself of like, I'll just do 90 things and like one of them will work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. That's how it works. Yeah. And you know, I had an epiphany. I went down to see my uncle uh, dad uh, last a couple of years ago or a year ago. And, uh, he lives in Jupiter, Florida. Mm-hmm. Jupiter, Florida is like where Tiger Woods lives. Like the, wow. the, the houses are ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, you think houses here are big, like guy on his block has his own seven thirty seven. like legitimately, like it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a place of ridiculous, you know, taking your Ferrari to the grocery store kind right. of thing. Right. Um, and I realized every single person there, you know, they did one thing and they did it really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like one guy just opened Panera breads oh, and wow. he was really good at opening Panera breads. Right. And, he, before that, he'd opened McDonald's. Like he was the first franchiser of McDonald's, and oh, like wow. it was like stories like that. Everyone was really, really good at one thing that they liked doing. Right. So then it became, um, you know, probably a couple months ago, probably six or eight months ago, of, of like, okay, I need to push some stuff aside because you know a friend of mine told me once, he's you know if you did one thing, you'd probably be pretty good at it. <laughs> and I was like, ah, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. He's absolutely right. Yeah. I told him recently too. You know, it's funny, like that, that's been something that I've heard a lot. And, and personally, it's the same thing for me. I always, I found out in college, I was a pretty high functioning person. Yeah. So I just, I naturally always liked doing a bunch of things because I, I couldn't, I really couldn't really cope well with downtime yeah. and like, you know, idle hands. So, uh, I but like it, things have a surface, right? So yeah. at the surface of everything, it doesn't look that deep. Right. It's like, it's like the water's really dark and, 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 and so you look at starting a company and you're like, I could start three or four of those. You file some tax documents and you set up a bank account, do that in an afternoon. Right. But then when you get into that water and you start wading in, there is a, an infinite amount of things that right. are within there that you will overlook if you're doing too many things at once. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny, like, uh, that's a big gripe that a lot of millennials get is like, oh, you're, you're all about multitasking. You don't really ever dig too deep in any one thing. And my... Uh, response that always was, well, listen, I would have loved a job, but at the time when I was in my twenties, I just looked at it. Like you said, I'll do, I'll do, you know, this, at the time I was a photographer. So I I worked for a um, high end studio and it was a meat grinder. So I was like, okay, what else can I do? Oh, I did, you know, editorial work for like car magazines and and glamour magazines. Okay. And then, you know, I I started, my buddy started, um, I was always in the race cars and he got really big in the driving. Mm -hmm. So I started following his race team around the country and taking race car pictures. I'm like, all right, let me, let me try and do that. And it, and people used to ask me, well, you know, you ever going to do just like one thing? And I go, I kind of right now operate under the guise of one of these is going to, yeah. something's going to happen. You right. know what I mean? And then I'll go in that direction. Yeah, I did like that. I, said, I, really I, I did that for a while. And the, the truth is nothing will happen right. because you won't give it the attention it needs to actually happen. Right. And, and, and it's it's a it's a tough lesson to learn, and you know you end up you end up some things working out kind of like the staffing company worked out kind of until it didn't, right? Um, and we were able to give a few people some jobs, and some people are still there today, and it feels good to give people a job, yeah. Um, and you know uh, some companies didn't work at all, like they, um, I think the, the Camden. Uh, it was it was a really cool idea in the beginning. Yes, yeah, so, uh, actually, I wanted to, if we can get into that, yeah, I yeah. want to bash a little bit. Um, so th- there's Camden Arts and Motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came across it and couldn't find much, and and I kind of wanted to, you know, ask you about that. And and like you said, at that point, you had had some experience with starting things, but like you said, maybe it was an issue of 
of like you had mentioned, not giving it enough attention. Well, so I think it was, it was, um, I'd worked around indie films for a little while, mm-hmm. like doing music and some eventually helping producing because with the starting a business background, uh, I could help with some of the things, uh, of moving a film forward. Um, and, and I worked on some cool stuff and some, some movies that turned out, you know, okay. Um, and we figured, Hey, you know, this whole distribution model of, you give your film to some guy and it maybe shows up on Walmart's website and uh, you only get a percentage of the profit made. Um, and then they can, you know, smudge that. I mean, technically Harry Potter still hasn't made a profit. So there's a whole thing called Hollywood accounting. So we, 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 we looked at it and it was kind of like, wow, you know, I think we can do this better. Right. And I, and you know, it was me and a couple of friends and, um, I was, you know, it was, it was my idea and it was, so, so it not working out, it's totally on me. Um, but I think the thing that I got wrong was there was such a long, there was so much work to do before anyone would get paid for anything. It was right. hard to give it the attention that it, that it truly needed. Right. And, you know, cause we wanted, cause we figured, you know, we could do it for cheap cause we could do everything in house. I could do all the marketing. Another guy could do all the technical stuff that you need to do for exporting stuff. Another mm-hmm. guy could help us with sales and putting it on Amazon. Another guy could help us look, watch movies and tell us which ones to get. Um, and so we were like, oh, we could do this all in house. But the, but the reality is, you know, we just, we had really good intentions and, and cause we wanted to make it better for the filmmakers and we wanted to be a better solution. Um, but I think just, we were too focused on trying to make the filmmakers, uh, happy and not necessarily making it a viable business for us. Right. Yeah. So where we could have got a really commercial film, like horror movies in, in the indie world, horror movies, you could pretty, pretty easy to make money off of horror. Movies. Right. Um, we didn't want to do that because we wanted to be, you know, pretentious and, and we wanted to be, you know, the next, I wanted the English patient. Yeah. We wanted to be the next coming of Miramax. Right. And, and we're, we were like, well, we want to get, we want to get an artsy film and, 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 you know, we did, and it was it was my it was my decision that we got it. And looking back, it would it would have gone better had we got a film that um, was more commercial. It might have worked out. Um, we put it in all kinds of festivals and personally lobbied as much as we could, um, but ultimately the film didn't get in anywhere. So now now we're in the into this a year, and it's and you know it, they're not going to make it. The film's not going to make any money. Right. Uh, we were still, you know, giving them a, a cut of everything coming in, but even then they still wouldn't, we weren't going to make enough money. And basically it was kind of like, we went our separate ways and we will uh, help you as much as we can. Right. Uh, we'll pay for it to go on um, aggregation, which is how you get it on Hulu and Netflix and all this other stuff. So we like, we tried to do the right thing and, and it was, and, and I hate letting people down. That one was yeah. a bummer, uh, yeah. both financially and otherwise. Like, so, um, but we tried it and it didn't work. And, but through, through all of them, it was all, you know, doing marketing and creative stuff. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's, you know, it's, um, it's really tough as a, as an artist or just a creative, I should say in general to, to balance that. Like you said, you have, you have your, cause you art- want to try stuff. Right. Well, not even that you have your artistic, mm-hmm. like an, an, an uh, integrity. And then you have the part where you say to some people, Oh, well he's a sellout. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I tell well, I do some, I do advertising for a living. I'm the definition of a sellout. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you tell people it's like if you like you said if you had if you had gone with a little something more commercially viable yeah. that would have maybe dinged your, your artistic integrity a little bit. 
But then, like you said, that would have made you uh, actually have a viable business, and then you could go and kind of pivot and change every direction. And the other thing is, we we looked at this film and we thought, you know, no one's going to take it, right? And, and you know, we should be the ones to help these these guys because right. it's a good movie, and, yeah. and you know, we wanted to do the best we could. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's it sucks, but it's like the, the the great thing about making stuff and the bad thing about companies is when you make stuff and it doesn't work. You just, you know, command Z and redo when you start over and you get to, you get to, you get to try other things. Right. Um, but when it doesn't work out in a business way, sometimes it can be uh, public and financial and you let somebody down, which is always a bummer. Right. Um, but, you know, it, you know, I've always tried to look at every single one of them as something, there's something good to be learned right. out of every single one. For like, sure. Like, I think, you know. Um, working in a company that is making terrible decisions and failing for four years is more valuable than going to Harvard business school Yeah, because you can watch and see every little thing going wrong, whether you're doing it or not, you can watch and you can see what is working, what is not working and why. And if you've been there at a company when the paychecks bounce or you've been there at a company when you know things aren't going well and we're all, you know, you can see the writing on the wall kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, you kind of know what not to do with yours, I mm-hmm. guess, when, when, when the time comes where you want to start something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, what, I, I know you, like you said, you, you've had, um, quite a number of ventures, someone your age, you know, and what, what do you think, like you said, was the biggest lesson. And I think you kind of touched upon it was, um, being able to kind of pivot, but tell me a bit about, um, uh, what do you think was the biggest failure you learned from? Ah, <sighs> I mean, honestly, like starting a company, starting any company mm-hmm. is, I, I, I think somebody, somebody said it was just like beating your head against the wall until you get through the wall and then you find another wall. So it's just constant failure. Right. That's, that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's the higher highs and lower lows. Um, and it's just, there isn't one failure you can point to. There's mm-hmm. just so many of them. Like right. you, you the, the flip side of, uh, oh, wow, you've had a lot of ventures for your age. The flip side is you failed more than most people will fail their entire career. Well, like you and said, you learn from everyone. You do, but you right. still failed. Yeah. And like it's, it, it, and, but you know, uh, somebody said once said the same thing. Oh, wow. You've, you started a lot of companies. Yeah. Most of them didn't work. Like, right. like, so it, it's, it's not about looking at failure as a, as necessarily a bad thing. It's just part of the process. Yeah. And, and as long as you look at it as part of the process and, um, I think it's really important to j- enjoy the climb. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people that, you know, are very excited about being rich, getting rich, making a bunch of money. Like that's, I'm sure that's not, you know, I, I don't know how that drives you to wake up every morning. Like, yeah. That's like being a mountain climber and only liking the summit, the view from the summit. Right. Go to Google image, man. Like, <laughs> like, like the, you, you got to enjoy the climb. You have right. to enjoy each step of the climb and you have to find, because I, I guarantee you guys that climb Everest to find climbing utterly fascinating yeah for sure you know if if they wanted to just see what it looked like go on a plane look out the window like yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like, there's easier ways right um so starting a company to get rich you know if all things work sure you might get rich it's kind of a byproduct though and everyone says that but but until you truly believe that like i feel like it probably won't work out for it right whoever yeah the yeah co- the collective you and I think, and I think that's, you know, a good point is, you know, I was going to ask you like, what's some good advice you give young entrepreneurs? And, and I think that's a big part of it is like, uh, I've, I've been saying this a lot and cause I heard it 
um, from another guy who runs a podcast called the MFCEO Project. It's a guy named Andy Frisilla. Mm-hmm. And he started a big supplements company called First Form. And it's been like, I think he started in like 98, 97. So it didn't start hitting its stride. They're probably like 10 years in. That, you, know? you know what's funny? You yeah. say that. I, I kind of have noticed there's a, there's a big trend. Uh, and at least I can only speak to like advertising and creative shops. Right. Five years to being locally regarded as, as, as good. Ten years to be regarded as good nationally on the national stage. Right. That's kind of where I give us. Like, like, like yeah. I think Capalza, if you know, in five years, will be one of the best shops in Baltimore, in the D.C. metro Baltimore area. And then in ten years, will be one of the best shops in the country, which would right. be the world because we do the majority of the world's advertising. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is like he he talks about um, uh, aggressive patience. Yeah, and as soon as I heard that, I loved it. He's like, you know, you have to you have to be aggressive enough to work harder than anyone else, but you also have to be patient enough to know it's going to take time. There's also a third thing to that, and everyone everyone loves to parse Steve Jobs quotes, and it's kind of annoying because it sounds like the guy was just a jerk. (laughs) Like, like Thomas Edison, sure, he was. Thomas Edison did some stuff, but he's also a jerk. Yeah. Like, like, that's not anything to be idolized. Yeah. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that are like, oh, I start a company. I need to be just like Steve Jobs. Yeah. I need to be a jerk. And I wasn't, I was no different. Like, right. like when I first started, you know, I thought being a jerk was, was the way to go. Right. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> You're just, that just makes you a jerk. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I think that um, he said that having love for what you're doing mm-hmm. Will will allow you to persevere when a sane person would have quit. Yeah, and I think that like as much as I hate being you know trite and quoting Steve Jobs, there's so much like last night. Perfect example. I could not sleep because mm. I was so excited about going to work Monday. I've been doing this for ten years, yeah. and I have a print ad due Monday that I have no idea what I'm going to do for, and it's so much fun. And yeah. and that will allow me to persevere where everyone else will get up because give up because I'm having the most fun. Right. And, and you know, we're just, we just hired our first, we're going to be hiring our first employee, mm-hmm. which is super exciting. Like, nice. like employee number one, like, cause we, cause theoretically it says on LinkedIn, oh, that in my chair thing. Um, <laughs> it says that, that I started the company in the beginning of January. Right. Um, but the reality is that was just kind of when I was freelancing, I didn't start putting, you know, serious pad to paper kind of stuff until September. I didn't roll out the site till October. Mm-hmm. So between October and now we're at 15 clients. Um, and, you know, depending on what crazy financial projection, you know, easily support my, you know, my lifestyle and probably easily support two or three other lifestyles, like in the span of like four or five months. So mm-hmm. it's going really well. And it's just, and it's just, it's super exciting to think like of having hiring young creative people and seeing their potential. Yeah. You know, I met a guy the other day that, that I think wound up hiring uh, as a designer and I just see it in his eyes, man. It's like, give him, give him, give him five to eight years and he will be a great art director. He's yeah. just got a style and a confidence and a swag. I hate that word, but, <laughs> but you know, like he has it's true. You gotta have, yeah, you gotta have it. And, and he's, and he was brainstorming stuff on the spot and, but he has no idea He's like about all the other things that go into it. Right. But it's just, it's like seeing that. And I feel like that's the next phase. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of like finding amazing people, convincing them that this is a fun place to work at, it, making it an actual fun place to work at. Right. 
Because I think creatively, like at least in Baltimore, I, I don't know that there's one shop that every, every creative person comes out of wherever and goes, that's where I want to work. Right. There isn't one. Yeah. That, I, that, that you know, companies will claim that. Right. Agencies will claim that. But when you ask the individual creative people, everyone's like, eh, yeah, I'll go to the West Coast. Yeah, I think that was, I remember thinking that like when I was in school, all the people that were in my major uh, either were like, I want to go to the big, big, you know, the global yeah. kind of entities, you know. Um, they're, all, they're all owned by yeah. uh, giant conglomerates. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's like McDonald's. Yeah. You Except know for I mean? one, there's one that just decided this crazy, that crazy Portland agency. And it's like, you know, I, I was I'm, like, I knew, I, I don't want to say I knew something was up, but at the same time I'm sitting there going, oh, you're, you're like, your dreams to go to Ogilvy. That's cool. But, yeah. uh, you know, seems pretty big and I don't know. Like, and then like I a, couldn't really, he was understand. a grumpy guy, wasn't he? You ever read his book? <laughs> no. It, basically it is all these things you can't do. And yeah. it's like advertising people should always be in a suit. <laughs> advertising people should all, it was like, dude, you are just a bummer. Like, <laughs> like he just, like, he just sounded like, like he's, there has some interesting quotes, I guess, but his big thing, like it really struck me is like, never put white copy on a black background. You'll never, use, no one will read it. He just sounds like a grumpy Ian McKellen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Sir Buzz Killington. Yeah, really? Yeah. And I was like, man, you wouldn't, <laughs> I don't want to work for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, tremendous you know agencies nowadays in random cities yeah there's one in minneapolis that's really good yeah there's one in knoxville that's really good Mm. there's been one in portland that's been good consistently i feel like for 30 years so like you don't have to be in la and i'm sure there's good agencies in la there's good agencies in new york there's a huge one in chicago but you know one of the, the the agency of the last decade was in boulder that started in Miami and moved to Boulder. Wow. Yeah. Like that's the cool thing. And that's and, quite a climate change too. You know, well, you I, Miami to Boulder. Actually, it's pretty smart. They had two offices and they say, told their employees, you can have the beach lifestyle or the snowboard lifestyle. Pick one. Wow. Super smart. smart. It yeah, is. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. And I think it's because the, their head creative guy wanted the snowboard lifestyle. So that's also why. Right. But, uh, so my, my thought is why not Baltimore? You yeah. know, yeah. like, like, Equally as, as on the same playing field, I feel like as a Boulder, as a Miami, in terms of, you know, advertising in industry wise, why, why, why isn't there a really hot creative shop in Baltimore doing stuff? Um, you know, I saw a, an agency, uh, there, the, the news is interviewing people that work at big agencies in Baltimore about the Super Bowl commercials, mm-hmm. but no one's done a Super Bowl commercial. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. isn't that in Baltimore? And now, you know, fast forward five years, I may be super naive to say all this and like, right. like just like the Camden thing where, you know, why isn't the distribution model better for filmmakers? You know, it all kind of starts with a question. You eventually right. end up answering it right. one way or the other. And sometimes the answer is, well, there is a reason why things are what it is. But, you know, I've been, I've been doing this for a little while and I know a lot about a lot of agencies and I really can't, I can't find a reason that there, that doesn't exist in Baltimore aside from the fact that, there's no place where the inmates are running the asylum, I think. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping that that's what becomes. Nice. And I think you, you mentioned, you know, one of the biggest things that honestly I I've always wanted as an entrepreneurial kind of guy and as, you know, someone who's been in managerial positions is like I wanna meet with someone and know that they're smarter. Yeah. And more dedicated than I am and and give them that chance. Yeah. You know? it, there's nothing better than always hiring people that are better than you at yeah. that specific thing. Right. You know, like, 
Like the guy, he's really young. This is his first design job. He's a better designer than I am, I think. Yeah. Um, I've just been doing it longer. It doesn't make right. me better. Um, and so that's that's super exciting. And, and it's great because when it's in your company, you know, sometimes middle managers have the thing where they don't want to hire anyone better than them because exactly. they'll be out of a job. But right. when it's your company, you want to hire the best, coolest, you know, nicest, most talented people you can find. Right. Um, and like you have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think I think to me, I I was never, like you said, the middle manager thing, I never understood the insecurity. Because to me, it's like if they're on your team yeah. and they're a fucking rock star, that just makes you look even better. Yeah. Rather than having a bunch of people where you have to cycle through and keep I have no people. problem telling a client, I didn't think of this. So-and-so thought of this. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I said that the other day. My team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How awesome is that? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't believe, you know, that as a creative director that all the ideas need to come from me. Right. I do think that's my job to bet on the right horse. But that doesn't mean I bred the horses. That doesn't mean I'm the jockey of that particular horse. Right. I just have to pick the right one to bet on. Right. Uh, and and sometimes you know, you know, there's a great quote um, of, from a guy that uh, he was saying that sometimes he just lets his creative team go, and lets even when he doesn't really get it, but they're super excited. And he can tell from their passion that it's something that really connects and resonates with them. So he just lets it lets it go for a while, even right. though even though it may not be for him. But it ends up sometimes being good. Right. And I think that's how we got the Old Spice guy. Yeah. Because it was that agency and that owner. I'm just, I just, I don't know. I'm just theorizing. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, you, you know, it's paid to make stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I think, yeah, I think that's, you know, one of the. I'm like super weird. Like I've yeah. always wanted to just work in advertising. Like, like I feel like a lot of advertising people they end up in advertising because their screenwriting career didn't work out mm-hmm. or because their acting career didn't work out or because right. I forget who was, um, there was somebody really famous that was a graphic designer at an agency before they became some, some huge famous person. You know I know, I mean? uh, in terms of photographers, Jeremy Cowart started that way. We've had him mm-hmm. on the show. He's 2014 most influential photographer in the world. And he started out as a graphic designer. I think it was the guy that wrote the American Beauty script. Oh no, shit! I may be completely making that up, <laughs> but it's but it's it's there in my brain. That right, whoever it was was some kind of writer that wrote a really good script. Right, right, right. So, so speaking of that, speaking of what you're doing with Capauza and and like you said, the the, the dividends that you're already kind of starting to see and and taking a little more risk and and all that kind of stuff. I have to have accounting meetings. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that's a whole nother level of things where right. you have to go. Hmm, I, I have to keep track of this stuff right. um, because eventually I'm gonna have to pay some to Uncle Sam. Yeah, and I don't want to be you know in trouble at the end of the year. Right, like, it's all it's it's. I keep telling everyone like companies that make money have problems and companies that don't make money have problems. Yeah. Equally, they they both have problems. Right, like, there's always something to solve. Yeah, um, but yeah, having accounting meetings. This whole not, I have an accounting system. Like I had, I had to learn QuickBooks. I had yeah. to learn what a, a PNL statement was. I had right. to learn how to do cash projections. Wacky stuff. <laughs> so, what what would you say you think is the the biggest risk you've taken with Capauza? I really did a good job most most of the time. I do a really got a good job of managing my downside risk as much as I can mm-hmm. until I can't anymore. Right. Um, when I started the company, I was working in house for a couple days a week um, for a company that is now a client. Um, they let me borrow their desk at this uh, incubator I work at um, because they weren't using it. So I got a free desk. Nice. They were super kind to let me do that. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, the money I made just from working there covered the bills a couple days a week. So, you know, three days here, here I had three days a week to build something. Right. You know, I'd come in some days and I'd, you know, I'd have nothing to do like, cause they wouldn't have any clients yet. So right. I had a blog post, I'd go to some events. I was at every event for a good three months. I would be at nice. every, um, you know, and then I figured out, you know, we should have a niche. So, I mean, the biggest risk, I mean, it, just recently yeah, I kind of went, okay, this is what I do full time. Right. Like, like just recently, uh, it, it was, um, can you guys be a client? Because I need to work on this full time. Like, right. it's, it's just getting to be too much. Um, signing two or three different clients in a week. And then the next week doing it again and then doing it again. It's like, okay, I have to hire someone. I need to spend more time doing this. Right. Um, so I, I, I do a really good job of, I feel like if there's one thing I do well is I manage the downside risk as much as I can. Um, so that if it blows up, it sucks, but it doesn't ruin me. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Right, right, right. You're but not. there comes a point where 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 it's like you have a hand and you have to you have to put it all in. And yeah. that was that that was this month. <laughs> so, nice. So the, just pushed all the chips on the table. So, so good timing to yeah. sit and talk. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking about the other day. It'd be, it'd be funny to come back in a year and if I'm like dressed in a paper bag <laughs> and like a potato <laughs> sack, and I'd be like. <laughs> I bet big in the house <laughs> in the house one. <laughs> Don't bet against the house. Yeah, yeah. Go to college, kids. Yeah. That's too funny. <laughs> I get kicked out of a community college. I'm a terrible example for school. Well, hey, you know, you you've had the entrepreneurial spirit and I have two degrees and couldn't find work for six years. So you know, it, it was almost like I had a crystal ball. Because I remember my dad was really upset. Yeah. That I wasn't going, I don't understand this company business. You need to go to college. And, and like my parents were, were were well off enough that they had a college fund for me and everything. Right. It would have been paid for. Right. Uh, so it was no excuse not to go. But I was a little asshole and my head was, you know, a little big for, I'm going to go to my office. Like, I, rem- <laughs> I remember having a fight with my parents and they were yelling at each other. And I'm, I'm like, well, I'm going to my office. <laughs> it was just like a room with a No, it was, it. we had an office. Oh. Like, like oh, we bartered with a company. Uh, to do their in-house IT stuff to like fix their printers because we were kids and new new internet right and and so they gave us a free office so we had oh, we, we, we did have an office so nice. again managing that downside risk like, right uh, so um yeah it, it's it's almost like I could have I couldn't have predicted that the you know that the banks would bet on things that they shouldn't have bet on and the whole thing would kind of crumble and then. You know, friends of mine that were very smart in high school, you know, working at grocery stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it sucks, it, but it, it's almost as if I, had I listened to everyone and went to college, mm-hmm. you know, I would have been, I might not have been in the same situation I'm in now. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I wouldn't change anything about my situation now. Well, hey, Steve Jobs, right? You can never <sighs> connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. <sighs> Steve Jobs. <laughs> You know, I want to find I want to find like some random business guy that nobody knows. Like, yeah. I want to be business hipster. And, yeah, and, and and then just make blow him up to be the next, the yeah, next, the next yeah, guy. Yeah. So tell me, what what do you think is your your biggest fear creatively? Mm. Mm. Either that I wake up and it's just not shiny anymore. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like. It's not something that I'm excited to do. It's not something, you know, I think lately my biggest fear is that there's some weird barrier that I don't, I don't see yet between 
Like a glass ceiling sort of well, thing? Well, having really cool local startup clients that, you know, do have really neat businesses and then getting into like, I don't know, doing the Super Bowl commercial for Budweiser. Like, is there some like invisible ceiling that I don't understand yet? And, mm-hmm. and, the, and I think that's less of a creative fear, more of a business fear. Like, is there a ceiling to this business that I just don't get because, you know, uh, I've never done a commercial for Budweiser. Right. Um, some aha moment or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, is there something like keeping me out of a Budweiser pitch that I don't understand? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of it, I, I think. But ultimately, yeah, it, it, if it go, if like the, the joy goes away and it's not fun anymore. Right. Like, because you kind of figure, what's the point? The whole yeah, point of us getting into this is. I mean, so I fun. just go work for a company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't don't need the. I don't like. You know, if I get to the point where it's like, I feel like everyone has done something in their life at some point where mm-hmm. they stopped and said, "You know what? This just isn't fun anymore." Yeah, and then you pivot and do something else. Yeah, and and I I just, you know, I hope because as soon as that happens, you know, that's kind of death creatively because you know you don't you don't want to think about it. you don't have fun anymore. And, right. you know, I think being a creative person is constantly being, you know, remembering what it was like to be a kid and being a little bit childlike as much as you possibly can, mm-hmm. you know, with, without, you know, being, uh, unable to adult at all. You'll, you'll appreciate a tattoo I have it was actually a graphic design yeah. piece and it says the creative adult is the child who survived. Yeah. It's, uh, I believe that. Yeah. yeah, it's very true. It's probably Steve Jobs. <laughs> 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 got, got a little apple on the bottom yeah, of that tattoo. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, that's super, that's, that's super true. Like, I think that, um, the, the people that I know that are the least creative, I think take themselves and the world as it is. And, in, in they're very serious, mm-hmm. very serious stoic people. Right. Uh, even though they're jokey and fun, but they're, they're I, I, yeah, I feel, I feel like you have to have a streak of, I guess, immaturity but mm-hmm. also a maturity enough to know what it is right and that it's a special thing that you know if you can do it that's awesome i guess the other thing is like i don't want to mess with my brain chemistry so i don't do i don't smoke weed i don't have more than one or two drinks tops mm-hmm. i don't do any drugs because i just i would get crazy anxiety and i'm yeah. really high strong i think i get panic attacks on weed it's just not <laughs> I, mean, I, have the, I have the opposite effect of the rest of the world where yeah. the drugs relax people. It just makes me insane. No, I was the same way in high school. I, yeah. I tried it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've tried it all my life, mm-hmm. but for a long time, I just was like. I have a bunch of lawyer friends. and They get high? They're all smoking weed and they they, they give me the thing. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I wouldn't do that. And right. here I am like the creative. Yeah. 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 They're and like, they're, wait a second. It's a big joke. Like I'm a big contradiction when it comes to that. So well, then you figure too, it's like if you have a bunch of the those kind of tight, let's just say suits, right? Those kind of suits. Mm-hmm. They kind of need that because their day job is so boring yeah. and demanding and, yeah. and everything else where it's like you need that. And for me, it was the same thing. I, I I never for a long time had a, a drug test I had to take and I'm like that, but drugs never agreed with me. Yeah. I thought I had a chemical imbalance. Yeah. My friends would be like, I'm not even high. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the walls bleeding. What were you saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's just I'm I'm true. I, I I you know I don't know. It's probably more uh, built up in my head that it would be, but I wouldn't want to doll whatever it is for works sure. yeah. in my head. No, so, for sure, totally like, get it. Like, it's like I your guess, instrument. Yeah, I mean, I get some anxiety issues every once in a while, and, mm-hmm. and I've really battled with, you know, should I take meds for it or should I just, you know, plow through it? And, mm-hmm. and you know, because I feel like all creative people have to have a wire down somewhere, right? right? Like something's not working somewhere for this to be working as well as it does, right? So, 
you know, mine just happens to be anxiety sometimes and it's super manageable compared to what most people have to suffer through. And, but you know, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, you know, should I have meds or should I not have meds? Right. And I, and I'm, uh, and I don't want to mess with the brain chemistry, you know, cause I get it, yeah. what, what if those meds, you know, dull the edge a little bit. So I guess right. that, that's a fear. Yeah. That's a fear. Um, saying too much on this podcast and getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast going viral. Yeah. Agency owner is insane. <laughs> yeah. They're like, man, this guy doesn't even smoke. He's so tight. Yeah. Love Steve Jobs. The, the funny, yeah. <laughs> the, the funny, I am super uptight compared to most, to, I guess the, the cliche, yeah, like stereotype of what a creative is. The, you know, I always thought about, you know, it's just artsy people in general. Right. Like, well, maybe, you know, I don't have tattoos. I don't have long hair. Right. Uh, I have friends that live in Portland and, and uh, they, they tattooed and they're yeah. really cool looking. And, and, you know, I'm totally just not that at all, yeah. but I, I have the artsy job and, and just being a contradiction. I always, I was, sometimes I think I'm like, man, if I, I need some long black hair and, <laughs> <laughs> you could you could rode your bike here from yeah. from across town. Yeah, and, and like I'm the, I had French press coffee. Yeah, like <laughs> I like I do like coffee a lot. Yeah. I've actually been obsessed with with Panera Bread's coffee lately. Yeah, like I used like just the drip coffee, just the hazelnut coffee with a little little cream in it. Yeah, for some reason I for for years you know it was a huge coffee snob. But only go you know I I would try to find a breve was my thing and if you go to a coffee shop and you ask for breve the guy knows oh he knows what he's talking yeah, about yeah yeah so you know, but now I've just been on this kick of just drip Panera bread yeah. coffee you know it's funny Wawa has really good coffee same yeah. thing they have some nice dark roast that I like and it's the same thing for years I was a drip coffee guy you know Starbucks or um like uh, Dunkin Donuts or yeah. any kind Dunkin of gas station whatever Seven Eleven. Diner, then, something about diner coffee too. Yeah. yeah. And then I got in the whole Starbucks thing for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then it just, I dawned on me again. I'm like, Starbucks is good drip coffee. Why the fuck don't I just get a normal I, cup of drip coffee? That's what I get. Yeah. I and get, then I go to Wawa and I get really good stuff there too. So I, I, I'm weird though. When I go to Starbucks, I get uh, black coffee with heavy whipping cream. Huh. It's really good. Yeah. And it's it, depending on what theory you buy into health wise, it's super healthy for you. Yeah. No sugar. But they always look at me like I'm insane every time. <laughs> and they're like, you want what? And you're, so I, I kind of stopped going because I'm tired of feeling embarrassed about the coffee I'm asking. Because I get really self-conscious about right. it. I was like, I'll just have a chai latte. <laughs> I need to fit in. Yeah. You ever go to a Conform. St- you ever go to Starbucks and ask for a medium coffee? Oh, and, I do it every single time. It fucking pisses them off. And, and the whole and like you can hear a fork drop. <laughs> just ping. No, I love how I love how they repeat it too. Yeah. So what size is that? Yeah, medium. What size? No, I'm going to say it again. A medium. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a medium. You can point to it in the fucking wall, too. I'm yeah. going to say it again. Medium. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. So time for a deep one. Um, as a creative guy, if you couldn't share your work with anyone, would you still make things? Hmm. You know, I, I think I read somewhere that – or I heard a quote from somebody that wasn't Steve Jobs. But <laughs> I heard a quote from somebody – that was all novels are letters to dead loved ones or something like that. Wow. Yeah. It's super deep, but yeah. just the idea that you, you, everything you make, there's someone you're trying to impress. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I think if I couldn't show, cause I think I'm constantly trying to impress my wife, like, cause she's not very easily impressed by, by my bullshit. Well, dude, you snagged her. That's, <laughs> that's the ultimate impression. Come on. Let's be honest. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's just not impressed by any of my bullshit mm-hmm. or my friends the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so I think I, I, I'm trying to always impress her and them. Like, I feel like I could tell 
I had this one friend, Jeff, I could tell. Hey, Jeff, I'm a millionaire now. And he'd be like, far out? But anyways, about the thing. Like, like, <laughs> like nobody would care. <laughs> but right. that's a beautiful thing in and of itself. You know For what I mean? Sure. Like, like you got to have those kinds of friends. And, and, and But so if I couldn't share it with the people I'd want to share it with, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be as special. I think I'd still make stuff, but it would be just because I was bored and I needed something to yeah. do. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, but as far as sharing it with the world, sometimes it's nice to make stuff and not share it with the world. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it, it's funny. Like when I asked that, I asked that all kinds of creatives, you know, writers, photographers, whatever. And I think the interesting, interesting thing is that a lot of times they, they have a very immediate answer, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's, whether it's, you know, yes or no. It's very immediate. And then and then I see both sides of it because I'm a big fan of of personal work as a as a photographer and saying that um you know you you, you do stuff that is like no pressure, you know, just for yourself. Oh, it's, it's and so if, nice. yeah, and if it if it That's a blues guitarist for me. Yeah, if it, if it yeah. takes off great, if it doesn't, whatever. But at the same time, like I asked one friend and he goes I would never. And he goes, it's funny. I don't have any clients. He goes, I do stuff that I realistically just want to do. Mm-hmm. And I sell prints and I, and I have a good following that supports me and, and all that kind of stuff. But he's like, so if I couldn't share it with anyone, it would just seem like it was like a self masturbatory thing. He's like, it just seems so dumb. And I yeah. was like, wow. And then some people are like, you know, no, it's me. It's it's who I am. It's yeah. my DNA. I can't it's, ever not do it's it. My soul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I'm think. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think if I couldn't share it with the people I I want to share stuff with, then right. that, that would that would suck. So I'm I'm in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah. Not I, the it, masses, but yeah, like it, your it, wife it, and it, your friends. Yeah. If if I and and you know, um, when I was growing up, you know, I'd I'd write music stuff, and you know, I'd show my mom, right. or I'd write stuff, and I'd show my mom. Like, so if, if, if there's always someone I'm trying to like, you know, make them go, oh, that's neat. Yeah, that's nice dear <laughs> but beth beth has really good taste and and, and i know if i get because uh, so, i'll make stuff and i'll, I'll send it to her in a text and right i get the exclamation point nice sometimes i'll get nice <laughs> but <laughs> I, I go around the house nowadays because you know the company i was like i don't know if you realize this but i'm, I'm very successful and important and, 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 this house smells of rich mahogany <laughs> yeah I, I don't know like this isn't worth my time anymore this this cleaning the dishes so <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and need to delegate this <laughs> and, and, and i'm gonna she, bring in an intern yeah she's like hmm, really okay nice <laughs> good for you yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no one's impressed by anything and that and that and that's how it should be i think yeah keep, I, keep you grounded i will yeah i mean because there there's i think creative people are like are very sponge like emotionally right and, and i feel like we're very sensitive to how the, our life is going at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So when right now I'm in a place where the company's really working and it's like a 10 year dream coming true, hiring the first employee, you know, um, offices, uh, getting an all like a uh, bigger office and more clients and neat. So it's a really, really positive place. And you have to be careful not to blow that up too much. The only yeah. way to do that is by friends who do not give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they are true. not in advertising at all. Right. And, and you know, um, that <laughs> it's just, 
they want you to, you know, be happy, like whatever makes you happy, but they just don't care. Yeah. And they're constantly telling me your industry's terrible. And yeah. look at this crap that look at this ad crap that people make me look at. Yeah. And I'm just, That's not what we do, but yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah. what you mean. Most yeah. advertising sucks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Your industry's junk. Yeah. 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 It's funny. It was the same thing for me. I remember friends back in New York when, when I got into photography, I was living in Philly and I went back to New York mm-hmm. and then, you know, I was doing it for a little while and went back to Philadelphia. But it was so funny. So my friends in New York, really, other than what they maybe saw on Facebook at the time, was all like glamour and stuff, you yeah. know, half-naked chicks. They didn't get it or see it as a, a, a actual profession. Yeah. So it's so funny. You mentioned like they're not in the field. So a lot of times, they <laughs> literally, I would see them. They go, oh, you, I have work or something. I'll say something about work. And they go, you have a job? Mm-hmm. And I go, Yeah. Oh, I just thought you were still like in school or something. Like, where people, are you? Like, I, I have people that think I write film music for a living. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I did like one or two, like, because I have a studio downstairs. Right. And, 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 Your beat and, laboratory? Yeah. Oh, God. That is <laughs> Somebody said once, you make beats for movies. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I think. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, so, you know, cuz I I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a oversharer on Facebook right. Right. Or, or or Twitter like I have to remind myself like oh yeah, I should probably say something. I haven't been here in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just you know what I am if, if I love to watch people melt down. Oh yeah. On, like there's a few people that it's just they're just so stupid and, and like like they're they're re quoting like Trump quotes and yeah. Like, like all this other nonsense and it's just, it's just a blast. Yeah. Like anyone that has like some really extremist view about anything. Yeah. It's just, I'll love, I'll be happy to follow them. Yeah. You just, you just, it's more funny than anything else. Cause you're like, these people are out there and this is what they think. There's one you'll love. There was, uh, I think it was on, I forget, not Reddit somewhere else. It probably is on Reddit, but it, it was the, the world's greatest troll. Yeah. And it was the guy, this one guy who just literally kept like just fucking with this one really extremist kind of guy who was like against gay marriage and against all the stuff. And was it the guy that thought Fight Club was three out of five? Yes. Yeah. Because that's a Reddit thing. It's just like, oh, that's three out of five or something like that or four out of five. And so he just randomly posted yeah. Fight Club, three out of five movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like. Okay. This is, this, yeah. Or no, it wasn't three out of five. It was like five it, out of three. Or it something? was five out of eight. It was like a really weird. Yeah. That was yeah, the joke yeah, yeah. is that it was such a weird scale. Yeah. Oh, I love Reddit. I was Reddit famous for one day. Really? Yeah. I was, so uh, I, lo- I love baseball. Like, yeah. like I don't really follow much of any sport. Uh, and so much so that I bet on the Broncos uh, to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's dumb. So I lost, I'm going to lose $5 again because I bet on them last time they were in the Super Bowl, but I love the post. That was bad. You're telling me. That was fucking bad. That was like. That was $5 not well spent. (laughs) (laughs) At least it was five and not five grand. Well, I would never bet that much (laughs) because I don't know anything about. So I posted a story. uh, This is when the Orioles were playing the Royals in the playoffs. And I posted a story about a, a Royals player who's playing catch with one of the Orioles fans. And I was like, hey, you know, this is really cool. I hate your guts. I hope you lose. But, you know, this is really cool <laughs> yeah. that you did this, right. uh, that, that your guy did this. And it, it like blew up. Like really? it was in the Kansas City Star. Oh, wow. It was like shared like 200,000 times in Kansas. I was super famous in Kansas City for a That's while. awesome. And did you ever try and get work out there? No, no. Just saying. What? Oh, because of the yeah. Reddit. I posted something on Reddit once. <laughs> but that's how it is. You know, somebody said once that, you know, because of the way things are, everyone's going to get a five minutes of fame now. 
But like, yeah, probably. And, I believe and, it. And just the way the world works, it's just eventually you'll post something and it'll blow up. And anyone that says they can predict something being viral is lying. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's who knows? Yeah. Like I watched a 16 minute video last night of this guy and his neighbor was a jerk and it was at the top of Reddit for some reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. so you just, you just can't predict that stuff. And, and, and so it just, Reddit is just, it's great because I feel like for me, I need to keep a pulse on what is, what is culturally relevant right now. Yeah. Because especially with advertising, you're trying to comment and right, trying, to, trying to make brands and companies interesting when sometimes they're not because they're brands and they're companies. And so you can use Reddit as kind of a gauge just to see the, what the, what the masses are, where the masses are leaning, at least for a specific demographic. Right. You know, for love, sure. I love Reddit. That's my, yeah. That's my, that's my Reddit famous story. For <laughs> that's awesome. So listen, we are at about uh, an hour, probably a little over, but so we're gonna wrap it up. But so where can where can people check out your stuff and learn more about what you do? So Capalza.co. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you the story of the name. You want to hear the story of the name? Sure. Yeah. It's not a mystery. <laughs> I've now built this up yeah. to be a thing. Yeah. Um, so it's a Simpsons joke. Nice. Uh, there's a lady in The Simpsons who is like this marketing lady and she always spouts these buzzwords yeah and she's talking about how bart has zip zorp capalza and she's and, and then and then she's like i don't know what else it is but it spells missoula in the bank <laughs> <laughs> and lisa's like what is zorp and she's like i didn't say zorp it's like, that's the that's the whole that's the whole thing i'll so, check it out so yeah. just the idea i can't find it online because i want to like oh, illegally really? link it on the site yeah. to explain it because i think it's a funny story yeah um, but Kapalza.co uh, is the site. Um, we have a Facebook and a Twitter that uh, we should post on more. I think Kapalza, just Kapalza Co. I think for okay. both. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Twitter. Dan Chapling, Twitter. <laughs> what Twitter, Dan? Yeah, I'm already imagining just khaki it's, pants. It, yeah. it, it, <laughs> it's it's super unimpressive because I don't I don't post enough as I should because they're super I, like. You have to pick where you spend your time. I believe me, I agree, and I'm guilty of that yeah. with everything. My photography with this, right? Mm-hmm. So one book I had read a couple while back, and then I reread it um, on a plane recently, and I was highlighting a lot. Was "Show Your Work" by Austin Kleon, mm-hmm. and it it really kind of made me realize that you know, like like you just mentioned, the the growing pains, the behind the scenes that you, most people think no one gives a shit about, yeah. but when you really think about it, that's everyone cares about that. I love what I, my favorite thing in the world is to find out what really interesting people had for like breakfast. You know what I mean? Like right. what does the president have? What is it? What, what's his day look like? Like yeah. not the top secret stuff. It's like, what, like the comedians in cars interview, yeah. how he, how he shaves before he goes and works out. I was like, that's super interesting. Like, <laughs> cause Seinfeld's like, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. He's like, cause I can, cause I'm the president. He's like, all right. Well, so like, like the little nuances of things and you know, th- that is the cool thing about social media, I guess, where you can follow like Steve Martin's really funny. Yeah. But like you, you get all these, these comedians and Conan. I just love anything Conan does is just hilarious. Like, uh, but you know, I don't, I don't have cable cause I watch everything online. We have yeah. Apple TV and an Amazon fire stick and yeah. I got a phone and an 
iPad. So I'm, I don't, contempl- I, I'm contemplating that myself oh, right now. It's, I've been Got doing cord. We've been doing it for for actually since my, my wife from the beginning was like, I just don't want cable because I'll sit in front of the TV, but she sits in front of a computer. So it's like, <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> yeah. But but the only bummer is that I can't watch Orioles games. That's that's the only thing. Well, the new MLB.com app supposedly on the new Apple TV is going to be like have live streaming of baseball. Well, it has live stream. You can get the MLB, but it's a blackout in the area of your team. So um, if I wanted to watch the Tigers, for example, right, um, I could I could do that. But it's blacked out because of DC and Baltimore. Yeah, because they want you to pay for. Oh, that's bullshit. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. So, it, <laughs> so if you're listening, Peter Angelos, I'd really like to watch <laughs> the Orioles on right. on my Apple TV. I totally. I would pay money for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd make time for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, shit. All right. So, last but not least, Dan, yes. who's someone that you would like to hear us talk to on the show? Mm, so, somebody, somebody locally, or somebody? Sure, it could be locally. I mean, um, I, the reason why I had you on and a lot of other people recently is that I want to get more involved in the Baltimore scene. So, like Patrick Reif was here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, He's got a voice. Brothers Rich. Yeah, that guy. How about his voice, man? Very deep. Yeah. Yes, this is my normal talk. Hello, this is Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking I was thinking of coming in and and like just doing a really deep voice the entire time because you'd have no idea. No idea. But then it would hurt. (laughs) (laughs) His voice. Yeah, he's got a voice. So it locally would be great, you know. Um Yeah, there's there's two people uh, I think that would be sure. There's my uh my buddy Martin. Mm -hmm. He has a uh a um uh, he just started a rental house. Does Martin have a last name? No, it's just like my <laughs> So he started a rental, like a yeah, like, gear rental house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It, it, like, so he rents out like, like really hardcore stuff, though, like Reds. And, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's called Charm Cine. And, um, Cine? Oh, Cine. That, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. You like it? I didn't like it. I told him it was dumb. Well, I mean, like a lot of times, like even the name of this show, I mean, it, <laughs> he didn't listen I, to I didn't, it was like at the bottom of my list and then yeah. everyone's like, it's catchy. That's yeah. all anything has to be nowadays is catchy. Martin Whittier. Martin Whittier? Whittier. Here. I can, I have a phone with information. <laughs> you know what? His name's probably spelled wrong on my phone, <laughs> but I can give you, I can give you his. Yeah. Send me his contact. No, you he's know. interesting because he's like a scientist of cameras. That's like, cool. Like, like so, nice. he's DP. Like, yeah. um, knows all kinds. Of, I've used him on shoots. He's been a really good friend for a long time. Nice. And, uh, all right. So, who's the other person? Uh, this guy uh, Lee from Moselle. You talked to him yet? No. Mosel, Mosel, Moselle. Uh, Lee Morton. I I just met him like the other day. They're like a local production shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they film stuff, uh, and they got this really sweet office that you should record there. Nice. I'm definitely to check it out. Good God. Yeah, but good no, God. he's super interesting. I, uh, their shop's really cool, and um, they do a bunch of good work. And I think he'd be, I don't know, interesting guy to talk to. Okay. But uh, Steve Jobs' ghost is <laughs> the other, the last person. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, Dan, I had a great time. Yeah, Hope fun. you enjoyed coming down. Coming and up. Because I'm, I'm true. from the South. Yes. I actually, and I'm going to Howard on Tuesday. At Howard T- County? Yeah. We're in Howard County. Uh, Columbia, I guess Columbia, wherever where the, where the, uh, I don't yeah. live in Howard County. Oh, over the colleges. I go there. In Arundel. Ah, okay. In Arundel. <laughs> well, listen again, thanks for coming up. Yeah. And, you uh, yeah. and you know, good chatting with you. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Take care. Yeah. Oh. Oh, too bad, right? No, no. People what do you, what do you,